Master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch in awe. Master, that's not fair. I can never mind. I am my best audience. But I graciously consent to allow you to be in my presence. Oh, thank you, Master. Yo, what is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Room Prime Podcast. And it's your host, Ruben Prime, for today's date, September 14th, in the year 2022. Uh, sorry, this episode is uh, a little late, but it's better late than never. And of course, we got some news. It's going to be a, a mixed bag. It's going to be a lot of clown world news because, uh, I mean, with all the bread and circus that's going on, you need a few clowns, you know? You need to highlight all the tomfoolery that is, you know, the clown world that we're living in. And we have some culture, some entertainment news. And, you know, my thoughts on 9-11, 21 years later, uh, it's just crazy how time flies. And I'm going to talk about P&B Rock. Uh, not going to pretend to be a fan or or know about his music, but... His death is tragic, and it um, it sends a message about a few things, and I'm gonna you know talk about that in a bit. And Lord of the Rings, well, not technically Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings and name uh, Rings of Power. I'm gonna just talk about. Just the increasing amount of race cars I've been thrown around involving the show and other things. So something hilarious that I was listening to on my way home last night. And uh, I was like, Jesus, I cannot even listen to this. It's just so asinine. But you're going to hear it with me on this podcast tonight. And yeah, we just... Got a lot of news. Not gonna bore your ear off too much. Uh, let's get into it. So, once again, you guys already know, I am super appreciative you taking the time out of your day to listen to this. You could be listening to another podcast, but the fact that you decide to uh, to listen into the podcast, it uh, makes my day, makes my week. And again, it's a therapy, you know, self-therapy, but I try to bring you news and information and opine on some things, you know, give my opinion and just discuss and, and, and have a conversation, even though I'm, I'm here you know, just to do with a microphone, but 
I'm, I'm hoping I'm creating a, a conversation, and that's what we're here to do. And um, something I thought up talking about, like my monologues. I've been looking back, and I'm like, wow, like my monologues. They kind of get the ball rolling for the show. I f- like I feel that's very important. When the few times I have guests on before we even record, by talking to them and just explaining to them what we're going to talk about and just, you know, shooting the shit before uh, the show starts. That's like pre-gaming, you, you know, you before you go and party hard, you, you get a few, I mean, I don't like White Claws, but, you know, you get a few uh, hard seltzers or the Simply Spike Lemonade. Those are okay. You know, you get, you get, you get the pregame going. So that's what I, I try to do on these shows just so I can, you know, just get all the stuff out the way. Um, cause my mind is always racing, always thinking, always, uh, formulating stuff. And sometimes when I want to say the thing I want to say doesn't come out right or it's, it's completely different from what, you know, what I'm thinking about. So I try to make sure that I do these things that way the rest of the show can flow smoothly. But, uh, but yeah, that that's just something I thought about. Uh, I, it's gonna. Be, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call the little monologue. Ruben Prime's word salad. You know, fun fact: when I was, you know, a wee lad, uh, I used to be called Caesar Salad. Just a little uh, insight about me that. That's what I used to be called. And I was like, figure what, you know what? Since you got all these, all these politicians and political pundits and and business tycoons dodging, bobbing and weaving questions, not answering them uh, honestly, because, you know, of course, they, they, they got an agenda. So they're not going to tell you what's going on. Uh, they're going to dodge bob and weeb as they see fit so i figure you know what i am gonna call this monologue segment and more you know in the future from here on out it's gonna be called room primes word salad except that when i do my monologues for the most part it makes sense Versus just saying a whole lot of nothing. Because I listen to the likes of Kamala Harris. I listen to the likes of people in the in the entertainment industry. And et cetera, et cetera. And they, they say a lot of things. A lot of words are coming out. But nothing of substance is coming out. It's just um, uh, giving you a... a disgusting word salad but difference is mine is much tastier because and listen i love me some i love me a nice caesar salad 
you know, croutons, maybe croutons aren't your thing, but I try to give you a good amount of uh, good amount of volume to your salad, not just boring, bland salad here. This this is this is not only not only does it look nice with all the colors, but it's flavorful, nice balance, and it won't leave a bad taste in your mouth because acidity sucks. When you're eating foods that have high acidity, it sucks. That's how you get heartburn. Anyway, Ruben Prime's word salad. So that's the, the that's the the name of this segment of, of the show. Monologuing. All right. But again, something that come I came up with and something just to make this show more just uh focused and have some structure and that's what we're gonna that's the name we're gonna set on with that ah, that's the name we're gonna set and it is done it is decree it is law room prime's law it is done so let's see what we have here um again i'm super appreciative of you guys listening uh, to this podcast of course i mentioned you can be listening to any other podcast on the podcasting world the digital world i appreciate it again make sure to listen to past episodes of the room prime podcast uh there's a lot of them and if you're caught up good good kudos to you if you caught up like that, that's a real fan you like what i have to say for the most part maybe hear a few things here and there you may disagree with but that's fine because the point is not to always agree with everything 100 it's just to listen and to get an understanding and i'm always i like to be corrected and let's see here of course you can follow me on twitter mr room prime again twitter.com slash mr room prime and you can find my podcast on all major digital platforms, all you got to do is take your your fingers and just type in. If you're listening to this, if you want to listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and our home, Red Circle, just type in Room Prime Podcasts. That's all you got to do. And it will take you to my vast catalog of, of shows, some way too long. You could break them up and, and you know, definitely get a good listen to your, your commute, you know, to and from work. You can listen to this while you're working out. Remember, get your workouts in. And just, I, again, consume my content. I appreciate it. Um, this is therapy to me, so I do appreciate it. So, okay. So here is the inaugural uh, segment of Ruben Prime's Red Solid. So I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, former coworker, but we still keep in touch. And if you listen to this, you know who you are. Shout outs to you. We were talking about fear 
and how it it just branched off to many topics and conversations, which I, I like that. I really do because that's how you know that if you can correlate or branch off from one topic to another, it's it's it's, it's you got something there. That means that not only obviously you're 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 able to branch off, able to tie in one topic to another, and kind of join you know join them together it's really something it's really something to behold and fear we can talk about fear like like that's been the main thing for the past two some odd years just the the fear of consequence the fear of failing we've seen that with just the the this current generation we have people who are afraid to fail more so and you see that and manifest that with irresponsibility oh i don't want to fail so to not fail i'm not gonna try i'm just gonna put things off i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna get on that diet i'm not gonna work out i'm not going to uh better my life in any way you know, it's just easy to just, you know, it's just easy to live in fear. It's easy just to put things off. And also with fear, you see with the past two years, especially with the whole response to COVID, you're seeing how the powers that be put it to where there are still people out here. And listen, you live your life however you see fit, but the fact of the matter is you just have so many people that are still afraid of catching COVID, still afraid of, you know, the big bad boogeyman because some people respond to fear differently. And and I call it fear porn. Fear porn was a thing since 2020. You had... Uh, the initial, you know, COVID outbreak, you had the response to it, you had the lockdowns, you had the masks, then you had the, you know, the the summer of love as people were stuck inside and they gave them an excuse just to, you know, F things up, you know? And then with corporations, is just bowing down just kissing the feet, licking the boot of, you know, these these organizations, which are terrorist organizations. And if you disagree with that, then, you know, tough shit. But, you know, BLM is a terrorist organization. And you saw the results, you saw all these companies in fear because, hey, we don't want to be called racist. We don't want to be called... Uh, we don't want to be called racist. We don't, we don't want to be called uh, white supremacists. So they just bow down to the, and you saw what all these corporations just going along with the program, going along with, with the whole message. And, and then with 
with pending war. We're going going jumping between 2020 and 2022, but you have impending war. War of Ukraine, you know, you have, and going back to, you know, with the, the vaccine 2021, you had fear of being called a fucking wordo. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer, right? You don't want to get the vaccine. You're an anti-vaxxer. Oh, you don't believe in the science. Same thing with the mask and and COVID and everything. Oh, you're an, you're anti-science. And there's people that went along and conformed because they didn't want to be against the contrary. When the whole thing is just a question. You got to question whatever you're being told or whatever you're being given. And that fear just threw that out the window. To to question is to be, is, is to live, is to live. And when you, when you live in power, you're not afraid. But when you are, you know, going along with, with the program and living in fear and, and being afraid of, of being called a bunch of names and, and just, just the whole program. It is it's just dead. You're essentially dead when you when you let these people control and dictate you know your life because you don't want to be called a name. Oh, you don't you don't want to be called a a racist, a homophobe, a white supremacist, a anti-vaxxer, a truther, a conspiracy theorist, all these things. And so what? So the fuck what? Like that's what I was hearing from people. Oh, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm a, a conservative Republican. I was like, hmm, interesting. I mean, at this point, I've learned, and and again, I'm still learning i don't got all i don't got all the answers i don't got all the solutions but one thing i learned is i gotta i learned to not give a fuck about what people think about me because they're gonna think that they came in with that preconceived notion about me from the get-go so there's no way i can change their opinion about me because they already had that thought up and that just shows how shallow minded they are. It's just no way to to just go about living like that. Just oh, I see this person has a different opinion. Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, he's a he's a crackpot. He's a loon. Oh, he's a he's a a conservative. He's a Republican. Oh, he's a Democrat. Oh, oh, this is woke. This is that. This is it's all this, all these word salads, you know, no pun intended. It's just a way to get you intimidated into living fear. And you have everything going on with COVID, with, with the race war, civil war, uh, pending with the impending world war with the, you know, with the financial collapse 
going on is in slow motion. Even though we've been told by our president that, yeah, like we're the inflation's bouncing back. Like it's, 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 it's bad when they tell you to not to worry that everything is fine. That's when you got to panic. And then when they tell you to panic, that's when you got to chill out, mellow out. So it's always opposite of what they, they have to say always with these people. But I just learned, especially in these past two some odd years, that you just cannot live in fear. You cannot. And listen, you're going to be afraid to do things, but it's that fear that's going to push you. But just to cower is live in fear because you don't, you don't want to be called a name. Fuck them. Because that just shows how shallow and 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 how much a low vibration that they're operating under when all they got is name calling, when they just move the goalpost down, when they have no kind of argument to stand on, when they're intellectually stunted, when all all they got to do, all they, all they got to do is just call you names. All they got to do is pull the goalpost down. All they got to do is try to cancel you. All they got to do is try to destroy your life because they got nothing. And they know what they're defending or what they're preaching is wrong, but they still got to defend the thing. They got to defend the system. They got to defend their, their, their castle of sand because the waves are getting steadily higher. And for the most part, people that are that live in truth, that live in power, we have a solid foundation. And just you know, thinking back to the conversation, it's still on going on. But the conversation beginning to have with my friend is just like, wow, like with with you know the empire fear. It, it really holds true because you're seeing this, like everything's everything that we've been dealing with, everything that we've been bombarded with. It's just more low vibration, more fear, more hate, more division, more self-destruction is all negative and low vibration. You're seeing with uh, the overturn of Roe v. Wade, you have, people just out here just just saying oh my god like how can they do this is like the people they're basically saying that the states will now each individual state will handle this thing accordingly now when the constitution that says that you have a right to an abortion that's just fact i'm sorry if you don't agree with that, but that's what it says. And then it's, it's funny that these same people that talk about suddenly what matters in the Constitution and, and that the Constitution matters is in the same point not too long ago. These same people that were saying that the Constitution doesn't matter. That's just a piece of paper. It needs to be amended. But all of a sudden, oh, no, 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 this this thing 
you know, the 14th Amendment, no, what are you doing? Because it's just for these people, reason why they're, they're going about censoring and trying to cancel people and trying to silence people and calling you out of your names and calling you all these names and, and uh, ists and phobes is because they want you, they basically want you just to live in fear. So that way they can use a state on you. They don't want they don't want the state to be sick on them or they don't want a fair and and balanced government, which I'm for a small government. This this government's too fucking large. I'm for a small, limited government. And for states, each individual state to handle things. You know, accordingly, I'm for a democratic republic, and that's another video I gotta find. I meant to put it up on the queue of things to talk about, but there's a reason why there's a consolidated effort just to just have everyone fighting against each other, everyone in this fear, fight or flight, fighting against each other, the civil war. And all the while, people that you don't know that exist, that are wealthy, that have the power and influence, they are laughing. It's like, oh man, COVID was a test. Look at the response for COVID. Oh, these people actually stood in their homes. Oh my God, these people are fucking morons. What else can we do? Oh, we can orchestrate uh, these riots. We just have just the whole country up in, in, in flames and nothing to do about it. Just what else can we do? We can give them checks in the mail, but then years later, it's going to reflect back with inflation. Like, oh, yeah, like we had all these riots in 2020. But now we're going to talk about gun control and and, and the banning of, of guns. And you know what they're doing, what they're going to do in Illinois, and I'm going to talk about that. But all I got to say about that before I get into the first topic, purge. And these people want your guns, and yet look at what's going on in parts of the country. Look at 2020 is a prime example of why being anti-gun is stupid. Because the government shouldn't have, they shouldn't be the only ones. The same government that will not hesitate to use those weapons on you. They strip you of your rights and then they want to kill you. So just think about that. So anyway, that that has been a segment of Ruben Primes where it's solid, part of the Ruben Prime podcast. I thank you very much. I thank you and you, you that's listening, you there. Appreciate you listening. And we can get on to the main meat and potatoes 
Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm actually like doing like a semi fast today. But I love food, so I, I had to say food preferences. Um, but we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Um we got a video, just a short video talking about 9-11 to just encapsulate everything with 9-11. Because 9-11 is it's its own thing. It's basically its own podcast. And I meant to do like a anniversary show on 9-11, which was fell on a Sunday, but I was way too exhausted from work. And as neither rust. But what I will do to make up for that is just play this video. Let's see here. Play this video right here. Blow this up. And we'll be right back. We must do everything we possibly can to stop the terror. Now watch this drive. So that 51 second clip um, I got off of Twitter, it, it, it encapsulates everything that, that is 9-11, that it was a lie, that we sacrificed thousands of, of troops, U.S. troops, and killed a million Iraqi citizens. All for what? To build bases, to establish a foothold in, in the Middle East so we can get close to Iran. Just to conquer that region. And all in the name of democracy, which democracy is bad. Democracy is basically tyranny. But you hear a lot of these politicians, especially more and more so lately, talking about democracy, oh, threat to our democracy, insert threat to our democracy during a speech. And I got to talk about Biden's speech as well, but that's going to be another show. Um, but you're always here to talk about democracy, threat to our democracy, when in fact we are or used to be a democratic republic. And there's people that run around saying that we're a democracy. Well, no, we're not. Because you don't want a democracy. It is terrifying. It's literal tyranny. But again, when you've been repeated something over and over again, you become, you 
start to believe it. But with 9-11, and just like 9-11, we've, we've been conditioned to believe that we went over there to bring freedom, and 9-11 happened with, you know, 19 hijackers with box cutters and Osama bin Laden in a cave. But by then, he was already on dialysis. And he was dead a long time after that. Um, but the media wants to believe that, you know, they killed him later on during Obama's term as president. And, you know, that's, again, another subject for another day. But the whole basis for what we have now in terms of the, the mass surveillance, uh, homeland security, uh, just bigger government, uh, the Patriot Act, one and two, is because of 9-11. Never before have we had a big surveillance grid as we did now because of 9-11. And we're seeing that play out now. We're seeing just the encroachment of our rights, and that's because of 9-11. You can trace everything back to the genesis of all, all the loss of freedoms, all of the mass surveillance, larger government spending, tie back to 9-11. Just the, the, the debt and death culture, 9-11. And there are people that are still affected by 9-11, and it's funny that there are these politicians that are pieces of shit that are trying to use things like, you know, the COVID. They're trying to intertwine COVID with 9-11. They're trying to intertwine uh, January 6th. All January 6th is, is worse than 9-11 when look at the end result of 9-11. Like I mentioned, you had almost uh, almost two thousand people dead from the aircraft, from World Trade Center towers, Pentagon, and Shanksville. You had. Thousands of U.S. soldiers in Iraq and, and Afghanistan because we went to Afghanistan, but they already were talking about going to Iraq uh, long before. That was the plan. It's like, why are we going, why are we going to Iraq <laughs> when Os- uh, bin Laden is in, in Afghanistan, allegedly? Why, why are we going? Because we got to get rid of Saddam Hussein. Anyway. Yeah, millions of Iraqis dead, thousands of U.S. troops dead. You had thousands of people dying in the United States on on U.S. soil, and you have just spending beyond belief, mass surveillance grid, and uh, loss of rights, 
Patriot Acts 1 and 2. You have a larger government. But yet you equivocate, people are equivocating January 6th with 9-11. And yet, like when I heard that, the first time I heard that was was a little bit after um like the days after January 6th last year. When I heard that I was like, wow. That is the most idiotic and retarded thing I've ever heard in my life. I was just dumbfounded. I was like, wow, like when you, you when you just when you thought people couldn't get any more dumber and say when you when you thought that you heard it all, they just keep surprising you. I'm over here like, wow, like how, how can people be this this clueless? But they gotta push the narrative. They got to. There's no way that they can continue this shirt because that's all they got that's all they got they got this and they got roby wade overturn or of roby wade they got nothing else they got january 6th which listen i've seen insurrections in other countries take over the, the taking over of of government overturning of government in other countries and it's much worse but here you just had people just walking along in in the bell ropes. And yeah, you had a few idiots that were uh trashing uh offices. I, I think Clinton's uh I think Nancy Pelosi's office and I think maybe Hillary Clinton's uh if if correct me if I'm wrong. Uh her her office. That's it. And then you have people like climbing on on the walls, like that too. If the people that were let in, they should not be charged. They were let in by Capitol Police, Capitol Security. They should not be charged, and not sh- they shouldn't be arrested. But the ones that were, you know, fucking things up, absolutely. But I knew that at that day was a trap for you know, the right, I knew that it was a trap. That that was just a honeypot. It was too good to be true. Nowhere, no way that the election was going to be overturned. Regardless how you feel about Trump, there was no way that that election was going to be overturned. We can say just based on the proof, yeah, just, just, excuse me, based on just based on the evidence, just based on how in the middle of the night they just stopped counting the votes. And it took a week to certify the votes. And it's funny because I had people that, that I know that were saying, yeah, uh, Trump is out of office. And I was like, cool. I still got to go to work. I still got to pay bills. I still got to take a shit. Um, Trump being in or out of in or out of office is not going to change that. You're celebrating, but you're you're going to feel it 
in a year's time, you're, you're going to feel the consequences of your actions. But celebrate for now. Take the small L. It's, well, take this the small W, but it's going to be a bigger L because of the policies that are going to come off of this. The, the spending, the inflation, all the crackpot stuff. Just watch. And suddenly all those people are quiet. Suddenly everyone shut the fuck up because they're not going to admit, oh, this is terrible. They're not going to admit it because some are just too proud. Some don't want to buck the system. And at this point, it's fucking too late. You know, regardless what you think of Trump, regardless, I don't care about your political leanings. I don't care. But the fact of the matter is, look what we have now. It's just disgusting. Prices are, are up. Utilities are runners up. Um, groceries are expensive. It's just everything is expensive. The dollar that you have, the money that you have in your account is worth less than what it was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And I hear fucking retards. I've been hearing this since last year. The economy is booming. The, the economy is rebounding. All the while, inflation was a sure thing. But you got people in some of my circle that are saying, no, we're in a Biden boom. We're in an economic recovery. And I'm like, wow. Just keep drinking that Kool-Aid. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to tell you. But just when I, again, to just... Just to uh, cut the segment, when people compare 9-11 to January 6th, that the amount died with the amount of money that was spent with the consequences of you know the after effects, the shockwaves that I felt even today, you compare that to January 6th, in in such fashion, I want to curse these people out to compare January 6th to 9-11. But I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not going to waste my breath. It's going to point out with evidence how full of shit these people are because they got to they gotta prop up, they got to prop up a narrative. They gotta prop this up. They, 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 that's all they got. Cause look what they've done and and since twenty twenty. Look at what they've done. All the policies that they enacted, that people went along with and say, well, we do this, then maybe, well, things will get better. Nope, absolutely not. And lastly, I don't agree. I don't agree with Trump on on everything. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why these people are afraid of him. Just 
based on what we're seeing, based on the action that these people are taking, there's a reason why they're afraid and definitely afraid. But we shall see. This this is gonna be interesting. Um it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better, and then it's gonna get worse er before it gets better. But all right, cut that segment. Um it just I, I just get angry. I'm, I'm passionate when people talk about 9-11 and how, oh, I mean, that's bad, but January 6th was, was a tra- it was worse. I'm like, how? And then I remember, yeah, these people, these people weren't alive around 9-11. And then the fact that the, the media keeps pumping it out, and it's just when... A lie is told over and over again. When it's repeated, it becomes true. So that's why people are making a big deal out of this. But yeah, just we're gonna move on. Let's see here. We gotta talk about. We gotta talk about. A race card. Yeah, we got to talk about the race card. We got to talk about some clown world news. Yeah, we got to talk about. Definitely got to talk about the clown world news. We're going to first talk about. We got to talk about Scooby-Doo, white female character, can't call police anymore. In video game. <laughs> oh man. Uh, black and indigenous people of color around the world have suffered under police brutality, quote unquote. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, altered the video game Multiverse last week to prevent Scooby Doo character Velma from calling the police. For 50 years, the Scooby Doo franchise has shown the Mystery Inc. gang solving crimes and alerting police to the presence of potential criminals. But critics have recently labeled Velma as a Karen for doing what precisely what has seemed innocent enough before, flashing a wanted poster calling the cops on characters across the Warner Brothers Discovery catalog. Instead of calling the police, Velma now solves mysteries and calls the mystery gang, and the mystery machine takes the bad guys away. Warner Brothers Games announced last week. One petition that drew a bare 34 signatures lambasted Warner Brothers, slating, although historically the Scooby-Doo gang has, has, but not always, worked with the police to catch the suspect within the cartoons. This cop car is not necessary, not necessarily in-game, nor does it add meaning to her moveset for decades, especially in recent times. Black and indigenous people of color have been have been have suffered under police brutality and this cop car is ignoring the problem of police police brutality in this day and age end quote i'm gonna stop right there so it just sounds like another just neon multi-haired multi-colored hair just weirdo you know like you know, if you watch Scooby-Doo, 
You know, that's a classic cartoon, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. It is, it's fucking normal. The, they solve mysteries, the mystery in game, they solve mysteries. And then when they catch the criminal, they unmask him or her, and they get the police calling them, and they take him away. They take the criminal away. But is everything, is everything in life now is a microaggression. And that's the thing that upsets me, that these people even take everything, not video games. What's, and they did that with card games, with Magic the Gathering, with the, I believe, the Black Orcs. I, b- I believe, again, correct me if I'm wrong. And the fact that they label her Karen, when we known Velma for being a part of Mystery Inc. gang and solving, solving, you know, the mystery, catching the, you know, the perpetrator in the act, unveiling the scam. But, I mean, you see what's going on now. It's a microcosm. You see criminals getting away with shit. You see criminals just having free reign to do whatever they want. And in some states, just get away with murder, literally. And they're gone the next day. And we, 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 we can't, you know, hold people accountable for their actions because, you know, that, that, that's a... Uh, Let's see here. Let me go to the, the quote. Uh, black and indigenous people of color around the world have suffered under police brutality. So for the few instances of people dealing with police brutality, we're going to just excuse criminal behavior for everyone, especially um, uh, black people of color. is even though they're, they're a small percent of, of the population, they do make up for the majority of the crime. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that. And it's just funny to me. It's just fucking funny to me. When I heard this, I was like, wow. Like, they really want that, like, people. And most likely, these people didn't even play the fucking game. They didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't download it. They're crying and bitching. The crying and bitching about this. And that's hilarious. It just goes to show that when these companies just bend the knee, like I would have said no. I would have said fuck no. I'm not, we're not going to take this off the game. I, I, I don't mean I don't give a fuck. And 34 signatures, it just shows that people didn't really care because they got better things to worry about than Velma calling the cops as her special move. The 34 signatures, no one gave a fuck. And that's the, that's the problem with these corporations, that they cater 
they cater to an audience that doesn't even spend money, that doesn't even buy the game or buy the material, buy the product. They just cater to people that complain and bitch. 34 signatures, remember that, 34 signatures. It's it's fucking crazy. Of course, this this dude, ha- of course, has a mask on. Of course, I, I'm enjoying Velma multiverses, but maintaining a character whose special move is calling the police on our enemies is definitely don't sit right with me as a black man. They get him, Sheriff. That skill, that that shit kills me. Ultimate Karen. Karen Ultimate. It's like, this doesn't sit right with me as a black man. I'm like, I don't want to cuck on this fucking tweet. That is, to me, when I hit, oh, this doesn't sit right with me, me as a, a black man or person of color blah 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 i'm just like i'm honestly can people just get over themselves it's a fucking video game and and to me these people just just projecting i mean if you are a law-abiding citizen you got nothing to worry about you won't have the cops call on you and if you do buy an actual karen then all right but the fact that this is this makes you uneasy shows that this generation's fucking weak, soft, softer than 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 baby shit, softer than marshmallows, softer than than unicorns and rainbows and sunshines. It's, it's soft. Generation's so soft that oh my god, a a, a fictional character. Uh, has a special move where she can call the police on characters. Like, it's so cornball and and just cucked as a society that we gotta we're we're shaking in our boots. Oh my god, how can how can this be a thing? And yeah, I remember my generation, we had Mortal Kombat. Right, we had, you know, Terminator movies. We had, uh, that Alien. We had Predator. You know, we had, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. We had all these movies. That Child's Play. And I was like, wow! Like now, this, this is like, oh my god! This is this is so. Uh, uh, controversial oh my god it's, it's like wow that's all i gotta fucking say wow but yeah i'm we're done with that <laughs> that, that that's i wanted to talk about that briefly because it's just it, it's just so it, it's this fucking little karen this this quote-unquote karen shit all it is, it's just, just petty, 
bitch made beta stuff from people. 34 signatures, remember that. 34 signatures that that that, that petition had. Okay. So next on Clown World, we got to talk about Lord of the Rings. We got to talk about Lord of the Rings. And look, this is from the official Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings on Prime. Lord of the Rings on Prime. Uh, um... Twitter account, official Twitter account. And then you have you have some people here just clapping like seals. Okay. I need a drink. That's a drink to this. Before I before I read this, because it's word salad, but it's actual uh, just talking points, just nonsense. Just instead of actually dealing with and addressing constructive criticism, we're just going to label an entire fan base as racist. When no, your show is not only boring, but has nothing to do with Tolkien's work. And listen, before I, I move along any further, I am not a Lord of the Rings fan. I do, I do enjoy the the films. I actually got to go back and watch them because it was a long time ago. But they have a place in culture. Like one of the best film trilogies of you know of that generation, my generation. I was you know aware of it when it was around, but I'm not a super fan. I'm not gonna pretend to know everything, but just based on all of this, <clears throat> just based on just the constant pattern. With all these shows that that they pump out from Marvel, um, now from Amazon that has that that's doing uh, the Rings of Power, you have Star Wars, you have all, all these shows, all these movies. When they get criticism, they always go to old reliable, and that is the race card, because they have no leg to stand on. They know that the show is garbage. They haven't even put out the like real numbers on on how many people viewed the shows. And to me, that that just tells you something. It tells you that the show is garbage. So they gotta they gotta just go about doing this. Just doing this, and that's pulling the race card out because they, they had no line, to, no leg to stand on. So we're gonna read this. 
Mm. Ooh, that is Japanese whiskey. Okay, we, the cast, the rings of power, stand together in absolute solidarity against the relentless racism, threats, harassment, and and abuse some of our castmates of color have been subject to on a daily basis. We refuse to ignore it or tolerate it. J.R.R. Tolkien created a world in which, by definition, is multicultural. Mm, Doubt it. A world which free peoples from different races and cultures join together in a fellowship to defeat the forces of evil. Rings of Power reflects that our our world has never been all white. Fancy has never been all white. Middle Earth is not all white. Uh, <sighs> that is a lie. Because um, fun fact, uh, Tolkien based his work on the mythology of that time, which happens to be white. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the issue is that I have with these people is that they will try to take something and and say, oh, this is whitewashed. I mean, it just proves that these fools don't know much of history. Because, of course, all history is whitewashed. And, and listen, there's aspects of it that is. But if you're talking about, like, ice, like Greek, uh, Scottish, that, that whole region, the the uh, United Kingdom, Europe, all their mythology, all their stories reflect that region, that area. And guess what? White. Nothing wrong with that. And it's just funny to me that you have all these people uh, behind this talking rah, 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 but they're the same ones who don't want to look at their own history. And that's, you know, black people. There's so much rich history in Africa. But the thing is, no one will give a shit. They don't give a shit. So if they don't give a shit about it, then why bother? They're going to take something that's already established, something that is legitimate, and they want to change it because they know that at the end of the day, they got nothing legitimate, nothing of value to share, nothing original, nothing worth their time. Or, or anyone else's time. So they're going to take something established like the Lord of the Rings, for example, or Star Wars or anything from Marvel. They're going to take it and they're going to, you know, just splash the, their diversity on it because they just have to. They just have to. They can't help themselves because they find legitimacy in white characters, in white content if you go and look at the history in africa 
and I hear all these hotep people, not not hotep Jesus, hotep Jesus is cool, but all these hoteps, these wannabe hoteps that cosplaying as hoteps, they talk about, yeah, like Africa is rich in history. Yeah, we, we're about a culture, but y'all don't look into that culture because you know that people are not going to care. And anyways, most people might, if you present it well, if you have that creativity, if you have that, that way of, of presenting something in such a way, in a creative way, but these people are incapable of that. Because you see with a lot of these shows, they're just incapable of creating something fun and original. So that what they do is they just hijack something that that's that's already established, that's well known, that's popular, and they'll take it, they change it, they make it into their own. As I say, evil cannot create. It it can only, and I'm I'm paraphrasing the quote, but it only it can only destroy. And these people are projecting, and for them to say, yeah, it's it's not white. It's always this aspect of culture is white and that's fine but there's so many other cultures in the world so many places that that have just lore and so many places on this earth that has history but it's all about you if you're able to put it out there and present it well tell the story well but these people can't they refuse to because all they want to do is destroy because they know that something that J.R. Tolkien created and then what Peter Jackson created with the films, they know that people cherish that. There's actual fellowship with that. And they're jealous, they're upset with that. So they're going to take this and they're going to have the feel that they're going to go and bastardize it. And they're going to paint it. They're going to spin on it piss on the wall they're gonna do all this and claim oh we're diverse we're diverse we're we're inclusionary we're about moving forward we're progressive all the while it's all about destroying culture it's not about being inclusionary it's not being it's not about being diverse because if this was being diverse is, oof, they got a long way to go. Continue on. Our world has never been all white. Fantasy has never been all white. Middle Earth is not all white. Uh, BIPOC. I almost said bisexual. Belong <laughs> uh, in Middle Earth and they're here to stay. I uh, doubt it. I mean, they Amazon spent a fortune on this show. Oof. Let's see. Finally, all love and support, all our love and fellowship goes to, uh, finally, all our love and fellowship go out to the fans supporting us, especially fans of color who, who are themselves being attacked simply for existing in this family. Let me stop right there. There's nothing wrong if you enjoy Lord of the Rings and you're a person of color, guess what? There were people who enjoyed the books, 
the films who are of color. So this is another gaslight. Again, these people have no leg to stand on. I know black people who love Lord of the Rings, who read the books, who watch the films. But it's crazy that they're just, they, they just cannot help themselves. These fools cannot help themselves whatsoever. And again, it just shows that these people are illegitimate and they only find legitimacy in white characters or white creations rather than creating something themselves. Because it's, again, look at Africa. Because I I talk about that the most because it's just all these people, these pro-black people that talk about, oh, Africa has a lot of culture, but they don't care because it, it has it has no weight, it has no gravity. They they find legitimacy in all these white characters. And if they really were about it, they will set out to find out they will set out to find out about all of this culture that's just sitting there in Africa. But they don't care. It's just something to birch the sin, which is something to 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 say, oh, I'm like, you know, the Ralph meme from the Simpsons. Oh, I'm helping. Like, oh, I retweeted something. Oh, I'm helping. Oh, I'm, t- I, I screenshotted this. I'm helping. It's just, it just, it's proof that these people are not legitimate. Let me finish this. Let me finish my drink, actually. Oof. Strong, strong Japanese whiskey. See here, we have Room Prime, Room Prime Podcast. We are multicultural. I have Japanese vodka, Japanese whiskey. I have American whiskey. Let's see. I have tequila. I have rum from the Caribbean. You know, we're all multicultural. And let's see, let's finish up. We see you, your bravery and then his creativity, right? Your cosplays, fan cams, fan art, and say it makes this community a richer place. It reminds us of our purpose. You you are valid. You are validated. No, you're valid. You are love. You're you belong. You're you are an integral part of the Lord of the Rings family. Thanks for having our backs. Oof. Just it, it it's just <laughs> it, it's just hilarious to me that these people are just so backwards it's 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 like wow and um shouts to eric july because he talked about this tweet from you know the lord of the rings on on prime uh twitter that tweet 
the tweet I just read, he he was breaking it down too, and then it's just again, just no, they they're not legitimate. There's low no legitimacy in what these people do. They're here to hijack things that are legitimate and change them, and then all they do is gaslight. They'll gaslight you call you out your name because they refuse to accept responsibility they know the show is trash so what they do is they just call their racism card they call the they just pull out the deck and they just slap it on the table because in their mind oh we're the good guys here we're the ones that are doing this we're doing that this is what token wanted no he didn't you know and also, the show is fucking boring. Just drawn out dialogue. Just, it looks like they don't want to be there. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. But anyway, that that's, that is part two, a part, part two out of three of the Clown World news. And it's, it's the last one. I, I'm going to try to play through the, the clip. I don't know. Because it's just, I don't know. I just, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Stay tuned. I'm going to prove to you why white people are the reason I'm fat. I'm going to prove to you why white people are the reason I'm fat today. If white people didn't go look. Hold up. Let's play it again. I'm going to try to boost this up so you can hear her clearly. I'm going to prove to you why white people are the reason I'm fat today. So she says that she's going to prove today why white people are the reason why she's fat today. I was like, hmm, this could be entertaining. And then is if she, listen, at all love in the world, if she were to, I guess, lose 20 pounds, you know, work out, she could be way way much better looking and again if you want to be fit you want to be average or you just want to be fat whatever that's on you that's not on me but to just blame an entire race of people that you're fat that they're the reason why they made you fat it's crazy. And just listen to her. Just listen to her rationale. If white people didn't go looking for spices, then various sea routes to Indian subcontinent and Africa and other places of the world would not get discovered. And if they didn't get discovered, then East India Company would never come to Indian subcontinent. 
And if they didn't come, then the fertility of the land would not get destroyed because they forced us to cultivate tobacco and dyes and opioid, things like that. And that destroyed the fertility of my country. And then if that didn't happen, and if they didn't exploit and extract resources until my ancestors were left with nothing to eat, we wouldn't move to this grain heavy. I'm uh, that back. I, I'm just in awe. I just learned, learn her do the talking. I learned this video do the talking. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> My ancestors were left with nothing to eat. We wouldn't move to this grain-heavy, very little nutritious diet that we have today. All right. The one time that she has a point with the grain-heavy part, I mean, listen, there's your solution. There's your fucking solution. The unbreaded ways are true. You must be unbreaded. You must be unbreaded. And the fact that she brings that up shows that she's very breaded. She She's aware, but just like she said, she's fat. Grain, she's in a grain-heavy country. So, yeah, that shows that you are very breaded. And listen, I there's only a handful of things that I consume that that you know that's as you know that's grain, and that's like certain sweets, things like that, but. For the most part, bread, I do not touch only if I'm eating a burger and I eat a burger once, once in a blue moon, which, oh man, I miss eating burgers. I miss um, pizza, all that. But the fact of the matter is she's telling you why she's fat, but she's blaming white people instead of saying, hmm. Let me change my diet up. Let me uh, just based on what she's what she gave here so far. If she just cut the bread, is bread breaks down to what sugar? Sugar makes you fat. If you cut the bread, cut the soda. Maybe she she drinks a lot of soda, uh, sugary stuff. If she cuts that down, I guarantee you, the weight that she has will fly off. It'll just melt away. It's just simple, but when you got the, these people that have been in, in these colleges and they're just lecturing kids, or maybe she's in, in high school, I don't know. She could be in college. I'm not sure. But the fact of the matter is they're just indoctrin- indoctrinating these kids, indoctrinating the, these young adults to believe that Nothing is their fault. The world owes them everything, and white people are to blame. And that is scary. It's funny, but then it's scary because then it's just 
it opens up uh basically opens up to a bigger issue that people have a lack of self accountability and a lack of self responsibility you're seeing this in this well hearing this in this video from this from this young lady claiming that a whole a whole race of people a whole race of people and just going back to to decades of of crops and 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 our ancestors instead of saying hmm maybe i'm the problem maybe i'm eating cheetos and sushi i don't know if she eats sushi but you know a lot of people like eating sushi eating cheetos and sushi and ice cream and uh lattes and and all this stuff and and bread all these pastries and listen i'm i have a sweet tooth i love cookies i love cake but i know when to dial back and when in doubt there's something called working out to burn all that shit off you know but these people are incapable of putting in effort they're incapable of admitting hey I'm the problem. I got to fix this. I got to stop. Even as simple as going out for a, a fucking walk, a mile, a, you know, a mile a day or uh, two miles a day, that will drastically help. You'll be doing more than what, what she's doing now, which is just complaining. And we're going to play the rest because we got to hear her out but i know it's going to get more and more retarded because it's just no rationale no just no logical thinking person will just go around blaming white people and this last thing i must say i remember back in april i weighed my highest weight was 2 213, 214 pounds. And then I reached my lowest weight was in August. I hit 173, 173 pounds. That was the lightest that I've been ever. Because I remember in, in high school, probably I weighed less. Maybe my, my lowest weight like ever, like back in high school, was like 160. 65 I believe just give or take so that was the lowest in this whole time and I felt great I felt amazing and you know what I did I cut bread off my diet I was eating three square meals I was walking to more places I was drinking more water I cut the soda I cut the liquor even though you heard me talk about how diverse my liquor my liquor cabinet is but i don't drink every night only on occasion if i'm doing you know my podcast or if i'm i'm on a guest i'm a guest on another podcast or just socially but 
always keep those things to minimum. Sweets, I've been kind of indulging in sweets. That's just me being honest. But for the most part, I've been trying my damnness to make sure that I keep my weight under wraps, that I maintain my weight because it's easy to blame. Oh, it's it's this, it's all these foods. It's their fault. It's white people's fault. It's the person that made my food. It's their fault. It's so good. No, I got to blame myself because I made the conscious decision to uh, take a fork or a spoon, dig into the food, put it in my mouth. And even before that, I made the conscious decision to buy it. I made a conscious decision to to eat what I have, make bad food choices, poor food choices, and not be active. Just be a lazy piece of garbage and blame people instead of just doing something about it. You know? So that, that that's just fucking funny. It is funny. All right, we're going to play the rest. Also, if white people didn't come to the Indian subcontinent, then my ancestors would not go through 50 small, medium, large famines in a period of 200 years. That's a lot. And in 1943, nearly 3 million people would not have died due to starvation and malnutrition. And if that didn't happen, then this entire place um, and the people of this place would not adapt to survive on lower calories. We also wouldn't biologically be programmed to hold on to more fat because my genes, they always think, okay, you're gonna die. At some point, there's gonna be a famine, you will not have food and you're gonna die. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she talks about famine and starvation a lot for the reason why she's fat. Um, but again, she's just saying, she's just saying what a lot of people in her position are, are thinking because she has this platform and again shout outs to to libs of tiktok because libs of tiktok she, all all libs of tiktok is doing is just pointing the mirror all this tomfoolery and clown world mess that's all this that's all libs of tiktok is doing and then people get mad it's like oh how dare you like you're promoting hate speech you're promoting disinformation no they're just pointing the mirror to what people are saying this this is what she said and to me to me it's just wow it's just let's listen miss you Cut, cut carbs, eat more protein, drink more water, cut the late night snacking, 
download, like I recommend, and this is the app I use, and it's called, it is called My My Net Diary. Download that, and you, excuse me, whiskey is repeating on me, you can then put in your current weight, your height, then your goals, and then, you know, how much you want to lose. Then, every day, you track what you eat, everything. Then, that way, it will let you know, hey, okay, just a suggestion, of course, you don't have, it's, not always accurate, but for the point is that it's it's a, a guide, it's a diary to keep track of what you're eating. And then before you know it, you lose all that weight. Oof, that was loud. And before you know it, all that weight will come off. And it just goes to show that this whole body acceptance trend this movement is just a scam it's a lie it's training people and young women like this to believe that it's okay to be fat it's okay to be this size and then blame everyone else oh you don't worry girl you look good don't worry about it but then you know at, at, at the heart of it, there's something wrong. That's why you're making up this, you're, you're just trying to thread needles that are uh, too, just too large because you know in your heart of hearts something is wrong. But instead of admitting, hey, the problem lies with me. It's my fault. I'm the one that's doing this to myself. I'm unhealthy. But no, instead, you're going around blaming other people. You're blaming white people. You're, you're going back in time. You know, you're you're during this video, you're on a DeLorean. You're going to the past, going through hundreds of years. You're going back to, to the 1900s. Like, no, you got to stick to the present. It's not white people. It's not the famines that your your people had to endure, and that's terrible. But you are in a time now where you have not only good food, if you know where to look, but you have ways to not only lose weight, but maintain it or to gain it, you know, and muscle, of course. But it's just this fallacy that when it comes to being healthy, all oh, being healthy, that that's that's wrong. I I gotta find this article. Actually, we can do that. We can definitely do that. Uh, working out. Gotta, we 
gotta, gotta. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna go back to that. All right, let's let's hear finish. I would also not be prone to diabetes, heart, high blood pressure, um, heart diseases, and all that other things. I mean, listen, she has all these things. All you have to do, lose weight, stop eating excessive amounts of sweets, and you, you reverse that. You'll be able to control it. Again, you have all, all these ailments. You have heart issues. You have diabetes. And yet you're blaming white people. Miss, lose fucking weight. Stop eating the carbs, stop eating all the sugars. Stop with the lattes. Cut that shit out. Change up your diet. You know, have a room prime word salad for the love of God. You know, get a fucking word, get, get a word salad, get a nice... Uh, not only colorful, but nutritious, tasty word salad. Because goddamn it, like it's just crazy how people just instead of dealing with the problems, it doesn't have to be monumental. Just small things. Drink more water. Then cut any form of sugar. You know, cut bread. Cut soda. Cut. Uh, snacking, and if you still like to snack, change the type of snacks that you have. Don't eat a whole day's worth of food for one meal. Like two thousand, like the most, the average amount of calories that people that people uh, can consume a day is two thousand or so calories. If you want to gain weight, you up that if you want to lose it you decrease it in some cases you cut it in half but it's all about that balance and this is all it's just it's just so wild to me that there's more people that think like this oh um uh fitness is linked to to racism, race supremacy. I'm like, wow. I heard that. I was like, Jesus Christ. It, it gotta be, it's gotta be either a, a fat, out of shape person that 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 wrote that, or someone that's just a fucking stick figure. And yes, I'm all for shaming because when you shame, people tend to to change. Because it's not healthy. Fuck the, the looks, how it looks. It's not healthy for someone to be such a large size. It's not a good look. It's not healthy for your body to carry that load. Your heart cannot handle all that stress. It's not fun whatsoever. You don't 
feel good. You feel uncomfortable. You feel like shit. You're sluggish. You don't feel like getting up and doing nothing. You just want to sit down and just eat whatever. You just want to do nothing. That is not a good feeling. The human body is meant to move, is meant to be active. Not sitting down. I'm saying this as I'm sitting here for the past hour and 36 minutes or so. Sitting down. Do nothing after I get done with this. Of course, I'm going to upload this really quick. But after this, I'm going to move around because I've been sitting on here for an hour and a half. And I, I'm glad that I, I'm so glad I got this. This, uh, I, I'm glad that I, I stumbled upon this on my Twitter feed last night, which you can follow me at. Mr. Room Prime on Twitter. It's just crazy to me. Just the, the mentality of these people. Just nope. Instead of just instead of just taking responsibility, no. Nope. We're just gonna blame white people. Like, no, lady, it ain't white people's fault that you got diabetes and high cholesterol. It's your fault for Going on Uber Eats is your fault. And listen, that was me every day during the pandemic, just buying a f- bunch of fucking shit from Domino's and Uber Eats and DoorDash and and all the like. That was me. That was fucking me. I'm not proud of that because a lot of fucking money, but also just I was unhealthy. So I took responsibility. I said, finally, fuck it. I'm going to do what I got to do, take care of myself, and maintain the weight that I want so that way I can fit in in better clothing so I can be faster, be more alert, so my joints can feel better, my mind is sharper, so I feel str- so I can feel stronger. None of this set. Like a fucking slob and then blame white people for my problems. Like that that is the that is what I hate. Say what whatever you want about white people, to just go and blame them when you are your own person, you have autonomy. Actually just shows the lack of autonomy that you have if you gotta blame another another group of people. Just shows how mentally weak people are. And again, is she listen, is she and those that you're just watching this on, just listen to this on audio. If you see those girls, like, hmm, lose a bit of weight, you know, go to the gym. She can be a fucking, uh, she can be turning nuts. She can be breaking nuts. These dudes will be breaking, they'll be breaking nuts looking at her when she, you know, transform. I'm telling you, it's, it's just a lot of people have within them to be the best version of themselves. They can be fucking handsome. They could be sexy as fuck. They could be just little, just, I, I don't want to say gods because, you know, we don't idolize ourselves. We do respect ourselves. We do take care of ourselves. But you'll be like fucking, you know, Greek gods, you know? sexy as fuck you know and it's just a shame that 
the rhetoric and the mentality and, and the talking points that these people have, it just makes them and keeps them ugly at the end of the day. So yeah, white people is the reason why I can't lose weight. I love how she gave the middle finger, fat middle finger. No, honey, it's not white people are the reason why you can't lose weight. You're the reason why you can't lose weight. Just gym. Listen, there are people who I know who live in fucking gym, like that live near gyms or have a gym in, in their apartment complex or they have a field. And they don't use them. They don't fucking use them. They they know people that that have a gym membership. Don't fucking use them. And it's like yo, like I wish that I had access to to state of the art equipment. I wish that I had a uh, a gym. In, in my fucking in my fucking house. I, I just wish I had all these things. But I do what I I'm able to do I make do what I have. It's no excuses. Just make do what you can. It's just these people just love making excuses. They just love um they just love the excuses. They love they love that because is it removes responsibility. And damn, I did not mean that to this is a two minute video and it's like what, like ten, fifteen minutes? Jesus. But yeah, let me Yeah, it's a shame. He's not bad looking. It's all you gotta do. All you gotta do is just go to the gym, drink water, eat less sugar. Cut the late night slack, snacking, uh, at least be more active, and she will look better. She'll feel better. Not only look better, but you'll feel better. And then they'll be turning heads. But, you know, the only thing you'll be turning is the fork when you, you know, try to get all the spaghetti. Anyway. Let's see here. What we got? Okay, that's that's it for the clown world news. Um, I do want to talk about some wrestling. I do want to talk about some wrestling before I get into the uh, P P and B uh, rock. I do want to talk about CM Punk and the whole AEW drama. So I'm gonna play this video. And it's basically like a, a rib on everything that's going on. And essentially, I don't know if you guys know of the Dark Side of the Ring series. Basically, this this person on Twitter posted this parody of Dark Side of the Ring. Because basically, this seems like this whole ordeal with CM Punk, AEW, and the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling it just seems like one big episode of Dark Side of the Ring that's going on. And we're going to find out, like, more, like, years to come. So we're going to 
Uh, this and then I'm gonna just briefly give my my thoughts on this now that time has passed. And if you want to hear more of my thoughts on the whole CM Punk, AEW, Tony Khan, Elite drama, you can listen to Drew Yari and his podcast. You can check him. You can check his episode out. I was a guest. He was a guest. I was a guest, excuse me, apologize. Uh, I was a guest on his show last week. Uh, we, could, uh, we could go exactly, and we were talking about the whole scene punk drama. So let's see. All right, let's play this. Somebody found something out or heard something or said, let's put this guy to task. You talk a big game about workers' rights, yeah? Well, you've shown the exact opposite since you've gotten here. Why else would you do that? I think that really did hurt him. Just out of the blue, one day he comes out and is screaming, you know, whatever whatever the, the details were. I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this one. I'm on my time. This is a fucking business. His tone was different and it's more serious. And, and I'm just like, is everything okay, man? The fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target. We couldn't believe it. He was one of our heroes, legitimate heroes. This is terrible. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. It didn't make any sense to me. I was, what are you talking about? What could I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what imagine this guy that you watched on television for years now he's calling your friend out in his mind hangman went out and started addressing things that he was not having and he's clearly i mean that was months ago i offered him money he said it was not enough. He went ahead with the lawsuit and sued. It's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares a bank account with his mother. It tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. It was like a downward spiral. Any way you slice it, you can see this. This, is, this isn't good. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired. And I work with fucking children. Such your ass, man. Go to sleep. Give us all a break. And... What happened afterwards? That's just life, dude. A steel threw a chair and hit Nick. Oh, it was like a chair shot to the head or something? It's like a terrible chair shot to the head. He had never done anything like that. Just <laughs> this parody is uh, pretty spot on. And um, to just briefly go over what went down. So after uh AEW had their um pay-per-view event all out um AEW do these media scrums where they have uh some of the some of the wrestlers come out and just um answer questions that the media has and CM Punk just basically went off went uh went in you know he went into business for himself, um, wrestling term. Basically, 
meaning he he did a, a shoot. Is another wrestling term. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't. And usually these scrum media scrums are just they're non scripted. But he just went in. He just went into town on, you know, the EVPs, uh, several wrestlers, um, um, Colt Cabana, Scott Colton, uh, Adam Page, and he went in on the EVPs who are also wrestlers, uh, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, Matt Nick Jackson, and he just went ham. And Tony Khan was right there sitting, the the president, founder of Ollie Wrestling. And long story short, he just went off on everything. And he just won the AEW title, the uh, AEW's top championship. And dude just went ham and just went off on the people I just mentioned. All the while, Tony Khan was sitting next to him, and in my mind, what makes someone an owner versus a leader, a, a leader will just step in and, and just cut CM Punk's mic off immediately, uh, right off the bat. And he didn't do that. He tried to, like, intervene, like, just, but CM Punk just cut him off. And I let you know that, yeah, just he had no respect for not only the company, but for his boss who was sitting right next to him during all this. And also to to note that CM Punk wasn't asked a question about Colt Cabana. He was, he was ready to just say all this out in the open during the scrum. And like he mentioned, like he mentioned on the uh, scrum, he says that he works with fucking children that couldn't manage a target, and that was none of their business. Um, meaning it wasn't the Young Bucks's business, like with you know Punk's issues with Cole Cabana. Even though Cole Cabana and the Young Bucks are friends, like they're basically all cool, and it, and it got worse. It got pretty. It got worse. Um, there was a, a fight in CM Punk's locker room. Um, the it was reports that said that the Young Bucks kicked the door down, which turned out not to be true. And they went in there, tried to confront CM Punk because CM Punk did say, "Hey, my locker room is always open, so if you have an issue with me, you know, talk to me. Let's fucking go." And the, the the Bucks took him up on that offer, and before you know it, it was a, a fight. It was a scuffle. Seemed like the Young Bucks, when the Young Bucks swung first, and CM Punk missed. And mind you, CM Punk was bleeding. Um, after the you know after he bled during the match, and he also he. He tore his pec. He had a, a, a pec injury. Uh, no, uh, not a, pec, a tricep injury, sorry. He had a tricep injury. And it, was, it got really bad. There's reports of uh, uh, CM Punk uh, 
knocking out one of the Bucks, and then a still CM Punk's uh, friend and, and, and coach threw a chair at the other at the other um at the other young Buck brother, and then Kenny Omega. And mind you, both Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are EVPs. So this is going on with EVPs and a wrestler who happened to be world world champion and the EVPs are trios champions trios uh, uh trios uh champions and they got the, the trios belts that night too is all is going on there's reports that a steel bit Kenny Omega and pulled his hair and all this and that and then all the other producers were like trying to break up the fight or they were in the vicinity. And then basically Punk got suspended. The Young Bucks got suspended. Kenny Omega got suspended. All the producers involved got suspended and they all shorted the titles and it was a mess. This shows a fucking mess. And, um, this cast a very negative shadow on AEW. On, on a night that is supposed to be celebrating a pay-per-view. No one was talking about it. And it just goes to show you that egos in wrestling are still thing. And that CM Punk, even though he had his gripes were, they have some weight. Because at the end of the day, when you have people in charge that are like children, that's what you're going to get, you know, leaking out news. The whole reason why Steampunk Punk was upset was because the Young Bucks leaked out information that, or leaked out news that wasn't true, that it was CM Punk's doing that influenced Tony Khan to fire Colt Cabana, which wasn't the case. And, again... All this could have been resolved if uh, the parties in question were just to talk. And bigger L goes to Tony Khan because as a owner and a leader, you got to get ahead of this. And he didn't. And that's going to show that you can you cannot be friends with, with no one. You got to be a boss. You got to be a leader first. You can't be friends with everyone because this was going to happen. And the whole thing with All Friends Wrestling is true. All Friends Wrestling is a, is a thing. And when I heard that, I was like, hmm, there's some way to. And then you see all this is being true. And again, that doesn't excuse Punk for doing what he did because at the end of the day, there's always a time and a place. And I know me, I think he should just be fired from the company. But he has a, a, a torn pack. It's, I keep saying torn pack. Cody Rhodes have a torn pack, um, torn tricep. So he's going to be out for nine months or so. So they, they're going to see. We're going to see how this plays out. But basically, I wanted to talk about this because it was crazy. This, this was all of it. And still is. It's still, like, people are still interested. And rightfully so with everything that's going on. But. My whole takeaway from this is that you cannot be everyone's friend in this business, in the wrestling business. And 
egos, you got to keep them in check. And communication, what ends relationships, business relationships, um, and of any kind, what ruins businesses, corporations, is lack of communication and egos as well. But lack of communication messes things up. And this goes to, this is a lesson for Tony Khan, and I hope that Tony Khan has evaluated it and still, you know, hope he's evaluating and hopefully he just be more of a leader because he cannot be everyone's friend. You have to be boss man first. You cannot be, hey, let's share a white claw with all the boys in the back or a seltzer with all the boys in the back. Can't do that because they're not going to respect you at the end of the day. But that's all I wanted to say about the whole punk trauma. Um, let's see here. Okay, finally, we got to talk about PNB Rock, and then we're gonna close the show. From CNN Entertainment, PNB Rock talked about being targeted shortly before he was killed. So. Days before he was gunned down in Los Angeles. Let me put that right there. And I'm going to read this and then go to that article. Uh, a rapper, PMB Rock, talked about a fellow artist feeling targeted for robbery in an interview with YouTuber DJ Academics about a week before he was shot and killed during a robbery while at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles on Monday, on his birthday, by the way. P&B Rock said criminals in the city were bold and shared a story about when he, was, when he his girlfriend, and a child were being followed. I was trying to be cool because you don't want to be nervous, he said. You want your family to be calm as possible. And then here's uh, DJ Academic's tweet about, I'll read it. Uh, wow, this PNB rock situation is crazy. I did an interview with him a week ago where he detailed how someone tried to rob him in L.A. recently while he was out with his girlfriend and daughter. Now this, shaking my head, pray for PNB rock. Continue on. He said robberies of those in the rap industry were common. I never got robbed ever in my life, the rapper said. I ain't, but I ain't gonna say never. I'm not superstitious, but I have never been robbed. PNB Rock added that he didn't go to places like nightclubs where he might fall prey to those living the gangster lifestyle. I'm not going to put myself in those situations because I know what happens in those situations. Oh, yeah, he's smart. Don't go to clubs, don't go to nightclubs, don't go to these places where you're a prime target. Don't don't put yourself out there. Don't make yourself an easy mark. Los Angeles Police Department Chief Michael Moore, not related to the other Michael Moore, told CNN that PMB and a friend were enjoying a simple meal where they were brutally attacked by an individual who police believe came to the location after social media posting of the artist and a woman accompanying them 
identifying that we're eating on Instagram. See, this is why when I go out, I don't be posting photos of everywhere I go. Sometimes you got to be private. No one needs to know where you're at after the fact. But right when you're eating, you know that these people on the prowl. And it's just unfortunate what happened. Um, let me let me finish this. Um, a struggle ensued, and Mr. P and B Rock was shot and killed and lost his life simply over jewelry and valuables that he had on his person. More said, the investigation into murder into the murder is ongoing according to LAPD. So it's just crazy how he was out eating. You know, eating at a restaurant um, with a friend, and he's got shot and killed over fucking jewelry. And to me, it just encapsulates that A, because I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, A, don't be posting everywhere you're going. Don't be posting everything you're doing on social media. No one needs to know. Doesn't matter if you're just a regular Joe or if you're a, a, a you know an artist. You don't need to be posting everything you do, especially at that moment, because there are people that are plotting for your downfall. They're just waiting for you to post where you're at is waiting to catch a slip up. And it's still, it's terrible, still sad. And I believe it was on his birthday too. So that just makes it 10 times worse. That's the day you're supposed to be celebrating your birth. Even though it is, you know, people don't really celebrate their birthday, you know, due to circumstances or just the fact that it's just one day closer to your death. But still, you got to celebrate it. But my whole thing is, for the most, for absolutely number one, do not post everything you do. People don't need to know your business. Don't doesn't matter. Again, if you're a regular Joe or if you're a celebrity, people don't need to know. You don't need to be an easy mark because social media, it whole it's dangerous, especially when you got people watching. They're watching you, plotting on you. And secondly, life is fucking precious. I see here people complaining about their life, complaining about the things they don't have, complaining about things that uh, they wish they they had, and and, and just looking at other people's social media and, and, and being envious. Now I'm here to say don't just don't. It's not worth it's just not worth your sanity. What you see on social media is just a snapshot of all the greatest hits from these people's lives. It's it, it ain't rosy. And as you saw you know, at the result of uh P and B Rock, you know, before he was killed. He he even brought up that yeah, like he was followed. 
that he was followed. He was, he was, you know, worried. He was concerned, as anyone should. When you're followed and you're with your family, that should definitely send red flags. Just, just waving all the alarm bells going off. And is a reminder that social media. First of all, again, don't post on social media your business. And two, don't look to social media for, you know, to these celebrities. Because their lives are just snapshot. And you don't equivocate what you have and compare it to what, what they have. Don't do that. Because life is precious. Life is so precious and valuable that instead of worrying about what other people have, you need to worry about what you do have, be grateful for what you have, and strive to get the things that you need. Because if you spend your time, just like with, with, the, with, with that, with that uh, young lady talking about is white people's fault that she's fat when... All you got to do is look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable. Make the changes instead of instead of sitting down, blaming, making videos on TikTok, blaming white people for why you are a failure. Stop being on social media and, and just looking, just looking to what people have and and being envious of what people have because you don't have it where you have a lot. And if you want to have those things, nothing wrong with having, you know, some of those things. But you have to go about doing what you have to do, taking the steps necessary to make sure that you have those things that you want and the things you need. Because if you just sit down complaining or being envious or being jealous, you're never going to get those things. You're never going to obtain those things. You're just going to be another one of these people that is going to end up just bitter and be and you're gonna turn to a life of crime and murder. And you're gonna just end up killing people for simple shit. And that is the main message here. Just put life into perspective. Life is short enough as it is, and we cannot waste it blaming other people for our actions. We cannot be on social media being envious. We got to do work. We got to put in work. And it's just sad that uh, this young man is gone. This man is fucking gone over jewelry. And, you know, it, it you know, really pissed me off. And crazy thing is he is... Was born in 1991. So he's. Oh, no, no, no. He, uh, I said his birthday was. Like, September 12th was his birthday. His birthday was December 9th. I, I apologize. Got to correct myself on that. Um, I mean, I've been cool. Was, like. I've been. I mean, not cool, but. That would have been cool if his birthday was on like close to mine that would have been cool um 
had a friend that his birthday was after mine and he sadly passed away. They found him uh, unconscious in his apartment and still that still hurts because he was a coworker of mine and this this man was was funny a lot of insight and it just sucks that again this goes to show you that life is short you just never know when it's time for someone to go it's just it, it's so unfortunate and death I, I take it personally because death has affected me a great deal of my life. So when I, I hear about someone dying in such a way, it's just, especially in a senseless way, I get upset. And I do I get more upset when people waste their life, waste their life clock complaining. Complaining, oh I'm fat. White people is to blame. Oh, I don't got this. I hate this person because he has the things I want. I don't have it. It's just, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And we just got to do better as human beings. And, and you see with all this crime, the uptick in crime in L.A. It's, get out of L.A. Guys, ladies who are listening, you guys are in L.A. Just If you can't just up and leave, just be safe. Same thing if you in New York, be safe. Lunatics out here, and then they're out here free reign. They have free reign because basically the laws or, or the lack thereof. Because you know, like someone said, "Oh my God, a, a character that calls the cops on people—it's—it's it's unsettling to me as a black man." But yet, you have black men being gunned down like nothing. Should that? Isn't that unsettling? But no, a fucking video game character uh, calling the cops in a fictional video game, a fictional character doing that, that's unsettling. But nah, rappers dying, that's common. Like, man, sometimes people are just, just these complainers and, and these, these, just these people, all they do is complain is full of shit. It's fucking full of shit, man. This garbage human beings just perpetuating their and projecting their worthlessness and trying to project onto other people. And you get things like this. But at the end of the day, be better than these people that complain online. Be better than these fools on on social media that are just envious of other people and not doing anything about their situation and bettering themselves. They're just sitting there like a husk of worthless flesh and matter just doing nothing. And when they have the power to do it, but they just choose to waste their time, waste their life clock, waste their energy. And that's the thing. Not everyone's going to make it. You're going to find out if you're if just going to be excess. You're just going to be cannon fodder. Or you're going to rise up and be that person. That is going to just pr- 
produce and, and create and bring positivity into this world. But that being said, it's the end of the show. Uh, remember, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Ruben Prime. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Ruben Prime. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and our home, Red Circle. And remember, if you like what you listen to, please leave a a rating on if you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, please leave a, a rating, an honest rating. Uh, leave a leave some feedback, constructive feedback. It'll be greatly appreciative. And and yeah, uh, again, shout outs to Juriari of the Juriari Show, Wrestling Soup Network. Fillmore Boys Podcast, Lair of the Four Kings. And with that being said, I have a room prime. Mr. Room Prime to you. And remember, enjoy your word salad. It's Wednesday. Let's finish out this week strong. And that way you can make it to happy hour. So that being said, guys, uh, please. Enjoy life. It's precious. Uh, Don't take it for granted. Use the time that we have here to make a difference for yourselves and for other people. Leave something behind. And please, for the love of God, stop being these people blaming white people that are fat. Stop being these, these weirdos out here just pulling race cards. And please, for the love of God, if a fictional character from a known cartoon series from decades ago uh, calling the cops in a video game is unsettling but yet a man who is just a year who's about a year or a year or two younger than me gets shot down for jewelry while eating chicken waffles isn't unsettling and fuck you I've been Room Prime. Have a good night. Peace. I am here, Master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me.